With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. It's season two of Project Distinct, the podcast that shows you how to make your efforts stand out so you can move up. Discover what it takes to grow your business and yourself with best-selling author and member of the Sales and Marketing Hall of Fame and the Professional Speakers Hall of Fame, Scott McCain. Hi, it's Scott McCain, and welcome to today's episode of Project Distinct. I am down with a case of bronchitis, and I know you don't want to listen to this uh, for the next few minutes. So what I wanted to do today is play you an excerpt from my audio book called All Business is Still show business. You'll understand why I came up with this philosophy of all business is show business after you listen to this on today's new Project Distinct. Several years ago, I experienced an incident that changed my beliefs about the way that you and I should do business. That event, together with the extensive research I have conducted into hundreds of organizations, inspired me to develop my business philosophy. All business is, in effect, show business. No matter what your organization does, no matter what your distribution channels are, no matter what services you offer or what products you manufacture, no matter whether you're a CEO or a new sales representative, your business has become show business. Yes, your business is show business. I donated a day to return to Crothersville to give a presentation. The event was a meeting to help motivate and uplift the school's teachers and administrators that was held the day before the students arrived to begin a new school year. <laughs> I've got to admit, well before the program even started, I was already feeling scared to death. Sitting in the front row was one of my former teachers. Part of the problem I experienced came from my memories of the tremendous crush that I had during my elementary school years on this then-cute, petite, 22-year-old teacher. On my trip back home, I naturally looked forward to seeing her again. The image of her in my mind was naturally the way she looked when I was in school. Imagine my shock to see her now, 65 years old. Of course, she was just as shocked. Standing in front of her was not the skinny, bespeckled 8-year-old kid with a flat-top haircut of her memories. It was a middle-aged guy with a beard, longer hair, and not in such great physical shape either. We both laughed about how the years had infected our respective appearances. Then it was time for the meeting to begin. I was more than just a little nervous to speak in front of the educators who had meant so much in my life. So I decided to start my presentation with a standard question that many speakers and authors will begin to ask a lecture. Let's start by having you tell me, I said, what is the single biggest problem you are facing today? It's frequently easy to anticipate how program participants are going to respond. On this occasion, with educators, I convinced myself I knew the answers that these teachers were going to provide. I expected that the teachers in the audience were going to cite these four as their biggest problems. Number one, the discipline of the students. Number two, encouraging the involvement of parents. Number three, drug, alcohol, and violence problems in American schools. Number four, governmental funding for education. Well, imagine my surprise 
when my former teacher raised her hand and declared, Scott, I believe the biggest problem in education today is Sesame Street. I immediately responded with a profound, huh? Calmly, my former educator asked me, Scott, who taught you the alphabet? I answered truthfully, well, my mother, my grandmother. Of course, she said, I remember. However, for the last three decades and more, young people have been taught their alphabet by characters like Big Bird and Bert and Ernie. That means, she continued, that they arrive on the steps of this school for their first day of formal instruction expecting to be entertained as they are educated. Wow, I thought. Then I realized my elementary school teacher was still teaching me. For the past three decades and more, we have taught almost everyone in this culture that education as well as training, selling, motivating, managing, serving, and everything else that the business is supposed to do and, and everything else that's supposed to happen in life is going to be entertaining. We have, intentionally or not, ingrained in almost every person the expectation that everything we do should be wrapped in an experience. The scope of how we were taught through narrative is universal. That means the all-business-is-show-business philosophy works for you, whether you're a sales manager or a sales professional, an executive with a blue-chip corporation or an entrepreneur with a tiny one-person business. Flashy and outgoing or serious and studious, this philosophy works for organizations and individuals. This concept is worth spending your time and effort to consider. Because we have become so engaged and enthralled with narrative on such an intensive basis for such an extended period in both our leisure and our labor, the importance of creating this type of connection with both customers and employees has only enhanced in importance over the years. According to Facebook, video uploads from the United States to their site increased by 94% from 2014 to 2015. Video views went from $4 billion per day to 8 billion per day during 2015. The data clearly demonstrates we're craving video, stories, and narrative. And when you consider the dramatic impact of the millennial generation in the marketplace, you will discover that the all business is show business philosophy isn't just a technique to create a distinctive approach. It may be the only way to survive in a hyper competitive marketplace. That's all for today. I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow here on Project Distinct. This is Scott McCain. Thanks a million for listening. You've been listening to the podcast to help you create distinction so you can stand out and move up. Project Distinct with Scott McCain. To have Scott become your virtual coach and to discover more distinctive resources, check out distinctionnation.com for free videos, posts, and more. To have Scott personally deliver his message at your next event, go to scottmccain.com. Please share today's message on social media and make sure to subscribe to Project Distinct on your favorite podcast app. We will see you tomorrow with another episode of Project Distinct. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.